world's not as simple as it used to be. It's not enough to be a good guy anymore. We have to be the best. The time has come. All will be accounted for. Or we will hunt them. Stand up. It's time to be the heroes we were always meant to be. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, a few years, uh, not a few years, uh, like, like a year ago, we had, uh, like, a flood, um, and so, like, we moved everything, we checked everything at the time, everything seemed fine, so we put all the stuff back, um, but I think part of what happened is, uh, so, like, some of the mold grew, um, like, where some of the flooding had happened, and it had grown into, into pretty much all of my Avatar Airbender and Korra uh, comics that I had. Um, so that got all. They, there was a lot of damage to them, like a lot of like kind of. They, and this is where it gets a little suspicious because it, it's water damage, like they feel like they were moist at one point, but there's also just a ton of molding in the books. Um, yeah, so I just threw them away. But what, I don't know what me and my roommate were, or uh, I don't know theorizing was that like a few months later there was like flooding rain uh and we think that might have probably gotten in there and that's probably what like reactivated or kick-started that that molding again and that's probably what did it but uh thankfully everything else that was on like the ground level of that shelf that bookshelf was fine but not the avatars <sighs> that's frustrating i'm <sighs> I'm sorry that that happened. It sucks. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. Not like, not just because I had to like throw them away, but it's because I I couldn't. I didn't. I didn't. Have, I didn't have the choice. Um, you didn't get to say goodbye one last time. Yeah, I would have just preferred to give them to somebody for free. I mean, technically, you still could have. With that much mold, I feel like that's unsafe. I I think it depends on what message you're trying to send with the gift. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that from Steven. <laughs> Speaking of morally dubious decisions, uh, let's uh, start our podcast. This is the Superhuman Registration Podcast, a show where we read a whole bunch about Marvel comics. So I'm Steven. Uh, we got John and Aldo on the line. We're here to talk about... Uh, what did we read this time? We read, like... Comic books. Comic books. Cool. Okay. I read like Crank the novel. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of did, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you you said Crank, and for some reason, I thought about that movie with, um, is it uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and um, J.K. Simmons, where he's like a drummer? Is that Jake Gyllenhaal? It might not no, be it's Miles Teller. Oh. You're thinking of right. Whiplash. Yeah. Whiplash. It has nothing to do with the word Crank. No, I I thought I thought it would have reminded you of that Soldier Boy. I I just thought you were thinking about J.K. Simmons and admiring his work. I spend a good part of my day doing that because he's great. I mean, it is a good use of your time. Uh, (laughs) J.K. Simmons does not feature in any of the stories that we read today, Um, but I think we'll get some good discussion out of this anyway. Where do we want to start tonight? Um, We could start. I I feel like we're going to talk more about X Force, maybe. Maybe I have a I lot know. to say about X Force. Then we could start with Hulk because it's pretty straightforward, and I'll. Have That's the other it. one we read. <laughs> Stay angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I prepared. I read it like over the weekend, and I just couldn't <laughs> remember it. We have a, a rotating creative team. Uh, Jason Aaron is the writer for the whole the whole uh, arc. This is um, the Stay Angry storyline. Of uh, incredible, you guys. At this point, Banner and Hulk had been separate and were combined. And uh, Bruce Banner has turned into an evil, bad scientist, and um, keeps places. He wakes up in Mexico, and there's a whole band of dog people um, on the run. A bunch of uh, hillbilly Atlanteans who um, drink their own version of moonshine that gives them super strength. Um, one Atlantean woman is a doctor who has sewed a piece of 
um, some kind of magic stone inside of him uh, when he was uh, Bruce Banner. Um, he fights off the redneck Atlanteans, um, uh, even fights off, uh, gets away from some sirens only to escape to the surface um, after taking some of this... Um, was it Black Mash? This uh, it's it's like underwater moonshine, basically that gives you your superpowers. Um, that keeps him angry long enough to get to shore, where he realizes, oh, this Atlantean woman doctor has turned on me, uh, has made a deal with Banner. She's a siren too. Knocks him out, and he wakes up in space, and he is on a uh, a uh, Russian satellite space station kind of thing where. Um, in the 70s, a colony of uh, cosmonauts have been preparing uh, to fight Americans in space, and some cybernetic bears were also part of it. A uh, tribe of, um, of uh, young Russian cosmonaut boys um, are living there in what they refer to as Neverland, kind of Lost Boys situation. They're afraid of their father, who's gone nuts. Um, their mother is a... Uh, a cosmonaut woman who's frozen in um, stasis and uh, part of their rite of passage is to go and see her. Hulk interrupts all of this by beating the crap out of the cosmonaut and uh, setting the boys free um, to go explore space away from the tyranny of their crazy cosmonaut dad. Hulk um, lets go and realizes, like, you know, Banner planned for this to happen. Um, he wakes up um, in... Uh, First in pr yeah no he wakes up, um, being hunted by um, uh, Craven, the hunter, in the city of the Sasquatch, and apparently all of the uh, cryptids that are Sasquatch adjacent the Yetis the Wendigo the Timber Giants the Hill Monkeys the Forest Devils Cave Yellers Hollering Things all of these things have get together to have their uh, Sasquatch moot. And the Hulk is there for it. He de he decides to uh, defend them from Craven. Um, Craven is just wanting to um, his deal is to get a death at the hands of Spider-Man because he's sick of life. He's uh, you know hunted everything there is to hunt, and um, uh, Hulk fights him off and punches him off into the sunset, pretty much, just like hucks him way out into space. But then um, ends up being worshipped by the uh, Wendigo. Um, he uh, calms down enough. He's. I'm trying to see how it, like the Sasquatch calm him down, but they're just respectful to him, and so that he's like thrown by that, and that calms him down enough to become Banner again. And he wakes up in a supermax prison built by the League of Nations back in the day um, to contain, you know, whatever may come to attack Earth. It turns out it's a, a bunch of aliens that look like they were, you know, borrowed from Men in Black. Um, the Thing and Wolverine come up to beat up the Hulk because they think that he's up to something. They don't get what's really going on. He fights them off um, and um, escapes uh, only be to be confronted by Banner who puts together the pieces of the puzzle. Why he needed something from a uh, dogman bandit in Mexico. Why he needed a piece of Atlantean magic. Um, you know, stuff from a cosmonaut metal from a Russian space station whatever he took from the Sasquatch and all of this, and he's trying to rid himself of the Hulk once and for all. Um, so, yeah. Um, I suggested this for good or for bad. I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was uh, fun. What did you guys think? I think it's adorable that the space Russian children called, called him a big green fairy. <laughs> <laughs> This Tinkerbell, only very big. <clears throat> and much greener. You sure uh, you're I... not a bear? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. They were very insistent that he was a bald bear. Yeah, because they were like, he can't be anything else. That's all they know. Well, he's green, yeah, but you've never seen a bear shaved. Yeah. That's a good point. I think I actually, I've either seen a bear shaved or a bear, like, soaking wet so it doesn't have all that fur. It's freaky. You don't want to see it. Oh, that. it is terrifying. They are not yeah. fluffy. Yeah. No, no, no. I will say that I, not a fan of the look of yeah. the Hulk. I, I think we mentioned this a little bit before the summary, but I'm not a fan of how just a big man he looks. Like he doesn't look like a like a Hulk. He just looks like, like he just looks like a 
you know, he just kind of looks like The Rock, but green. He looks like Dave Bautista, yeah. yeah. He just looks like a big strong guy. Yeah. yeah. And also, oh, who was the artist for the first issue? Was um, Steve Dillon. Yeah, Steve Dillon. I, I've seen Steve Dillon art before, and I think I've liked it in the other thing. I don't think it was a good match for this. Uh, and, no, and maybe maybe it's just because it was so jarring, like the the art style or like the style of the Hulk in here was so jarring to like what I would expect from a Hulk book. But I was just not a fan of the look of that first issue, kind of at all. I I agree. <laughs> I like Steve Dillon, um, but I think Steve Dillon works better in a story that is more grounded and more human like he's most famous for working with garth ennis on the punisher yeah that and makes sense. Uh, i don't like his punisher, working but... with garth ennis on preacher i believe oh that's right that is him and he's better in those roles than he is i think with the superhero antics of the hulk and not that's not to say that it's bad that i actually took a screen grab of one page in particular from that issue. I think it's page 20 where you get the close-up on the Hulk's face. Yeah. And he's got all of the needles sticking in and the green <laughs> blood's like pouring out. Yeah. That's a good image. And Dylan is really good at that sort of close-up, at facial expressions and facial acting. What he's not so good at, I would say, is big action. And this is the Incredible Hulk, right? Yeah. Big action, action is kind of the name of the game. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree that I don't think Dylan is the best match. And the subsequent artists are... Or the, in the subsequent issues, the art is better. Um, I would actually go so far as to say a lot better. Yeah. Um, and this, again, no disrespect to Dylan at all, who I believe passed away fairly recently. Oh, I'm actually going to look that up and make sure uh, that I'm not misremembering because that would be kind of embarrassing. Yeah, he okay, he died in 2016. Oh, wow. So it wasn't that recent. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I no disrespect to him. I think he is a really talented artist. I just don't think that this character was the best match for him. Yeah. And I mean, you can be a good... I mean, th- there's definitely... I, I was, I was going to say this, sorry. I was going to say that as if I was some grand, you know, Dalai Lama of art. But you can be a very excellent artist and still work on a project that's not necessarily suited to your skills and i think that's kind of what happened here yep mm-hmm. um pascal ferry was the artist on the second one and jesus uh, abortov and rex locus were the color artists i really like the the look of atlantis the uh so, what the so, state the free state of southern submara um like the bottom of the ocean i think that the colors are cool and the look of it is cool they they ride and shoot sharks like torpedoes. Um, the Atlanteans look cool, and like it's it's funny because like they look all like oh you know like they're blue mer people or whatever. But then you know everything they say like oh we're old shark is here and he's gonna get you. You know it's just funny that it's like the redneck Atlanteans um, drinking their black mash. Um, <laughs> I really I really like that. And the, of all of them, um, Hulk looks most Hulk like in this. Like he's really like beefed up, and like his his uh, like upper body looks, you know, superhuman as opposed to like, well, he's a green guy, and uh, that's his whole thing. Um, he looks, you know, better in this one than than in the other ones, I'd say. Um, I did enjoy um, him literally blowing a piece of the thing in the thing's face and Wolverine's face. Um, oh gosh! You know he hit, he hit the thing so hard he broke off a chunk. That was pretty cool. And not not to prove a certain vocal minority of our population right, but what is the point of the mask if he still got the dust in his eyes? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's covered his eyeballs. That's why his eyes are white. What what the point? What's the point of the mask? Covering his eyes, if the dust got in his eyes, that's, I'm just... So, let me no-prize it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that what happened is the Hulk actually did, like, a little bit of, like, spray it, don't say it, you know, when he's blowing the dust. So he's, like, actually mixing the powder of the thing in with his Hulk saliva, and it turns into mud, 
which then adheres to the goggles on the mask and blinds him. Mm. I I will accept my no prize in the mail in two to four weeks, Mr. Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, inconsistency of using this like half Cyrillic, half Latin alphabet in the Russian uh, cosmonaut fights bothered me. You can't just oh, I hated you it. can't oh, just same. like turn around to backwards R and be like no that's a letter in Russian it's a ya and so like trying to say the American it's like it's like no you can't ah. and like they turn the the N backwards which is an E it's it's like the Russian I is a backwards you know um, English N or Latin alphabet N and so it's really stupid like just like ah oh, we'll just play around the Cyrillic and it'll be you know oh you'll read it like this and it'll be funny for you to imagine this big cosmo saying I will make love to many bears and then I will uh, kill American it's like ha 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 quit with this fake Cyrillic crap it's bothering it bothers me it's it's disingenuous <laughs> like yeah okay maybe not but it's it's I have a problem with it because one it makes the English hard to read mm-hmm. two. It doesn't actually do anything for the Russian because you can just say translated from Russian like you did for the Spanish speaker right? like two issues ago. And it's weird because like it does that only in – yeah, it's only in the uh... – no, he like – he does it at the beginning I guess because he's – yeah, because he's speaking to the Hulk. It's just regular, um, regular text there. I don't know. It's annoying. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's hard to read, uh, like Aldo said. I do think um, now I just had this image of like somebody is speaking Spanish, and the way you can tell is that every N has an Enya over it. Yeah, it'd be like every that. N. Yeah, that's annoying. And every <laughs> and every comma is just a little jalapeno pepper. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that was. <laughs> Wasn't that a bad guy that Cap fought in one of the comics we read? A jalapeno, a jalapeno pepper? There was some kind of super racist nod to, like, Central America, and now I can't Oh. Remember. Wasn't that in Taskmaster? No. I think you... Fought like a... I think you are. I think, I think that was a Taskmaster thing. Yeah, he, he fought, like, this, uh, like, Zorro-type figure or something who wound up just being a blonde guy. Oh. Yeah. No, that was. Am yeah. I remembering that correctly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that, a, there's that too. Like that? I'm thinking. I'm thinking of something else. You are right, but I'm thinking of another thing. Boy, I try to put the racism out of my head, because um, <laughs> old comics are chock full of it. Um, I thought this was an interesting way. Uh, it felt like Jason Aaron was like, "Oh, let's let's do the craziest stuff we can we can come up with." You know, just to see like how the Hulk would handle in all these different situations, it felt fun. It felt like you know, it does like, yeah. There's a through line of like Banner's scheme, and he has to get all these things. But it was an interesting play on the Hulk dynamic of um, Banner gets too stressed, and the Hulk comes out and causes mischief. This was Banner is the bad guy, um, getting himself and conniving into these situations that only the Hulk can get out of. And, you know, ruining the Hulk's life. And the Hulk, like, can't outthink Banner. And so he's got to, like, just play his part and do his best while he tries to, you know, gain the upper hand somehow. Um, I thought it was an interesting, you know, twist on what we have come to expect from Hulk comics. But I, he's I bald and it bothers me. So. I think it would have been pretty easy to accidentally write yourself in a corner where, like, you don't really know or you maybe it's not as good an idea to, like connect how he gets from you know atlantis to to russia to space russia or whatever but i think the pay, well i, I don't want to say the i don't want to say the payoff right because we didn't get a full payoff because this led on over to like a another three issue event that wraps up i think kind of the totality of the book i i can't rem- I, i'm not sure um but what i hold on what was i trying to say talking about space russia Sprussia, as it were. While I think it would have been easy for him to, like, write himself into that corner and maybe not have that be so satisfying, the fact that, like, you and the Hulk are trying to connect how he's getting from point A to point B is is interesting because it also 
at least for me, it also involved me. I was more interested. I was more invested in the story mm. than I think I would have been otherwise. Because it wasn't just like, oh, neat, he's in Atlantis now. It was like, what? Why? What is How down on earth here? did he get? Yeah. 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 And it wasn't like, he wasn't just like, whoop, I'm in the Savage Land. Whoop, I'm in Latveria. Whoop, I'm in, uh, you know, Stamford, Connecticut. <laughs> like where, for you know, it's, he was in random places that maybe had no real connection to existing Marvel. You know, like the Sasquatch city. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, that's a thing, you know. Yeah, Sasquatch Antonio. Um, yes, yeah, Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> Sasquatch one. Oh, that's that was right. That was built in there. They should have gotten that one. Ah, uh. <laughs> this is this. You're welcome. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to I'm trying to one up that, and I can't. I can't. You can't. I just stop. No. Just give up. Dang it. Give up on your dreams, Sasquatch one. Oh, that. Let's just take a moment and appreciate that. <laughs> The best Brian David Gilbert project ever was his song Give Up On Your Dreams of Becoming a Baker. <laughs> what? It's very good. I would actually argue it's better than Unraveled. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I've, I've said it yet, and I'm going to feel bad for saying it. I wasn't super in love with the story. Well, and I'm not... The problem is I'm having trouble putting my finger on exactly why. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't like there was anything offensive... Um, and obviously it was like, you know, it's setting up another story to come. And if there's one thing that we know about Jason Aaron, it's that he is a master of like the long game, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He's got all of these fantastic long story arcs that he does. Um, his, his run on Thor is one that we still have to go back and, and kind of visit more of because he does just so much of it. Um, so it feels odd to judge this book based on this one snippet, right? Um, but I feel like this snippet isn't actually terribly satisfying because there's like all of this disconnect. We've kind of talked about that, how it just goes from scene to scene and the connection is not super there. The writing doesn't strike me as terribly clever, um... I actually took a screen cap of that page where the Russian man says, tonight I will eat grilled American and make love to many bears. And I'm like, that's gross. Well, it sounds like, prettier in the Russian, so you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it sounds prettier <laughs> in the Russian. Um, it's like Pushkin. It's like... <laughs> Come to life. <laughs> it, it strikes me as this perception of, like, the uh, and, like America's enemy in the Cold War that honestly doesn't really fly anymore. Like, because, you know, we're not at war with the Soviet Union. The, the Cold War is over. Things with Russia are still, like, weird and tense and complicated. But, you know, they aren't, like, ba- they, they're not on grinder for, for bear daters. Like. <laughs> the war isn't cold. It's really more like ch- just a little chilly. It's, hold on, I got one. I got one. I got one. <laughs> It's like there is no like website for for Russians who want to to date bears. There's no sasquatch.com. Look, it took a lot of work to get there. I didn't say the payoff was going to be worth it. I just said it was there. Hey, just like this book. (laughs) (laughs) It's spelled polar, but with no E. It's like grinder, but it's polar, as in polar bear. (laughs) <laughs> we're we are working too hard for this. <laughs> we really are. I'm just still reveling over Sasquatchuan. We can you can ride that all week. You can just <laughs> wake up smiling. Just ah, I did it. Just <laughs> pat yourself on the back till our next that's, recording. Steve. I mean, that's the episode title, right? The Lost yes. City of Sasquatchuan. <laughs> yeah, it has to be. If it's not, I will take issue with Mr. Chuck Sprightly himself. <laughs> But you know what? Yeah, I I would have to agree with you in the sense that like we are coming in, especially especially if you haven't really read or had been keeping up at least with this particular series, because I remember 
that I had, I think, the first five or six issues of the series before I dropped it. And I think subsequently got rid of, sold, whatever, those issues. But I think if you haven't really read the Hulk, you really only know the Hulk from, like, the movies, the TV, you know, general mass knowledge. This is kind of a departure. So, like, if you're hopping into this because somebody explained it to you, and they haven't explained why the Hulk turns into Bruce Banner and not vice versa, and, like, what's going on, it's like you're coming in and you're kind of like, okay, this is weird why is the hulk like super smart why does he just look like dave batista what's going on with this and then like the payoff if you're only reading stay angry which i don't know why you would but if you're only reading stay angry you get the whole mastermind evil genius like speech right like he's like bruce banner has recorded himself and he's play playing back like this video to the hulk who's like strapped in with like a James Bond villain needle hanging above his eye and all this stuff. And it's like, wow, this is going to get really good. And like, that's actually the end of this arc in specific. So I think this arc as it stands by itself, I think is a little weaker, but I still think it's good. It's fun. It's inoffensive. That's, that's what I'll say. Yeah. I also Um, liked that, uh, Steve Dillon got to draw like a, a man dog because that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. That's super weird. It was so. Weird, was weird. Like... And it's like a man dog who's driving around in a car with a bunch of poodles, <laughs> like they are his girlfriends, but they're just normal poodles. Wait, were they just normal poodles? I'm afraid so. No, no, no. They were not his female. Dogs. Okay, so maybe it was a little weird. <laughs> Oh, that is I weird. gotta look. Were they were they really just poodles? What I thought this? they were. I thought they were other people dogs. Pretty sure they were just doodles of poodles. Oh no! No, those are Labrador and poodle mixes. You're thinking of <laughs> loodles? Labradoodle. <laughs> Anyways, I don't really want to focus on that much longer than I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's no clear. There's a lassie, and there's one with like, they're wearing jewelry, but it could just be collars. This is gross. <laughs> I feel like I'm back in it. It's act. a little weird. Oh shoot! That is just a poodle. Oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. I, the, what the implications of this? I'd rather not. <laughs> so um, the stay angry. It was fun. Um, not perfect, but you know, fun. Not anymore. If it was, yeah. not anymore. <laughs> Yeah, with a thin veneer of ick. But the covers, I thought, were excellent. Yeah, yes. Yeah, just weird that the Hulk doesn't look like he does in the comic. Well, they wouldn't sell if they they made him look like he does in the interior, Stephen. They had to shave him for the interior. (laughs) Anyway, we talked about the book that I brought to the table, and uh, now it's time to shift the spotlight onto the person who's really to blame for the evening's activities. (laughs) You know, if he was pantsless, we could talk about this book and have it be uh, shaven a Hulk butt. Two bits. Two bits. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. That's oh the name I was gosh. trying to think of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. No. Brock Lesnar. There we go. That's a better descriptor of him. I, I only I said realized... the Brock because I couldn't figure out the name Brock Lesnar. <sighs> you, know, you know where I am? I'm on a list that says... Uh... <laughs> Hold on. What is it? The top, the top seven best blonde female and seven blonde male wrestling stars of all time. <laughs> you were trying to find the name Brock Lesnar, and you, the only the descriptor that you had for him was blonde. I I, I typed in a big blonde wrestler. Wasn't Brock that Gosh. third character on Pokemon? Yes. Yes. That's not Brock Lesnar. That's John did an anime. Hey. Surprising. You know, okay, you know what I realized? What? So, Aldo, I sent you that video uh, by FD Signifier where he talks about Kanye for like three hours. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't watched it. That's a that's yeah, that's a commitment. His it, it, yeah, it's worth it for what it's worth. Um, his basic thesis is that Kanye is a wrestling heel. 
Yeah. And he's got a really good, like, thesis for it. It's, it's really, uh, like, he's got a lot of evidence for it. He explains it really well. And it occurred to me while I was watching this and then trying to explain the video to my wife later, who doesn't really know much about Kanye West or wrestling, um, that I don't actually care about wrestling, but I'm really glad that wrestling exists because wrestling terminology is so useful. It is. Like, kayfabe, heel turns, face turns, like, all of that. Suplex. That is really useful stuff. Um, and weirdly, I think kayfabe might actually be pertinent to the discussion of the next book. So we're going to talk about X-Force now. What is now. kayfabe again? Oh, kayfabe is the act that the wrestler puts on. Like, we all know that wrestling is fake, but to the characters in the ring, it's real. And so kayfabe is kind of the act of being in character, both in the ring and out of ah, the Ah, I see how that's pertinent. And it's the sort of like artifice that allows the story to be told um and I, I feel like that is kind of a pertinent term to use when we were talking about celebrity culture which is weirdly what x-force is all about yeah so anyway we read x-force issues 116 through 120 uh which features the debut of the team that would become ecstatics now they're still called x-force and in fact the original x-force shows up to try to fight them over the moniker uh the series was written by peter milligan with art by uh mike allred and colors by laura allred letters were by blambot i'm assuming that's like a company I don't. I don't actually know much about them. Oh wait, um, wait, Blambot of the of the Mayflower Blambots. Yes. What? <laughs> no. Stop it. <laughs> Interesting series. Um, reminds me a lot of like Suicide Squad in the sense that the debut issue features this team of celebrity-minded mutants. There's like six or seven of them. Doesn't matter who they are, because all of them die except for two. Uh, Yugo Girl and the Anarchist. And because this is a team that's like in the spotlight, they're uh, basically doing like the reality show thing. They recruit a whole bunch of brand new members who come on board. Uh, the new leader of the team is a guy who starts by calling himself Mr. Sensitive, but he changes his name to The Orphan. This new team... Don't get attached to all of them because a couple of them die over the course of this story. Their mission is to go off and rescue this uh, little boy who escaped from... Did he explicitly escape from Cuba? It's basically Elian Gonzalez. If Elian Gonzalez was a mutant who could destroy cities. Anyway, X-Force goes off to rescue this little boy. Um, They manage to do it, losing a couple of their members in the process. Uh... The orphan slash Mr. Sensitive feels like this connection with this boy, and he doesn't want to turn him over to uh, his superiors because he is a little bit suspicious of them, what they're going to do, so he takes them to an orphanage. Um, Turns out he was right to be suspicious because the leader of X-Force, like kind of the manager of the whole thing, his name is Coach, uh, turns out that he does not have the team's best interest at heart. He plans on murdering Mr. Sensitive and kind of taking advantage of Yugo Girl in the process actually kind of threatens to rape her, uh, which is grody and uncool. Uh, Mr. Sensitive shows up, saves the day. We'll talk about some of the details as we go through things with some help from Wolverine, who is, according to the one issue that he appears in, an old friend of dupes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that's going on in this book. Also, the housewife's choice. Don't forget that. The what? Did you say the housewife's choice? What? Yeah, some, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, they call them that, because they're, because they're like, hey, because Coach tells his B-team to, like, kill Wolverine, and one of them was like, yeah, he's overrated anyway. And the other one oh. goes like, yeah, the housewife's choice. Oh, and gosh. Then they try to kill him. And that does not go well for them. I don't know what housewife's choice means. I, I forgot. I think about it's that, like an old advertising, yeah. like yeah. slogan, like "Choose your moms, choose Jeff." Um, <laughs> Stephen, I want I want you to extol the virtues of this before I uh, crap all over it. Uh oh boy. <laughs> I mean, so disgust. I like it. 
I do think that there are some issues with it, but I actually remember I liked this story better than I did the first time I read it. It's not my favorite presentation of Mike Allred's art, though. Mike Allred is an artist that I really quite like. I think he's still kind of getting his uh, feet under him in this story. Um, I like a lot of what this book has to say about, like, celebrity culture and sort of the cynicism of it. It's very on the nose, but I think kind of pertinent, especially for its time when reality TV was kind of just starting. Um, there's a lot to be said. Like, this was an attempt, I think... Well, not I think. I think I read an interview with uh, Peter Milligan where he kind of talks about this explicitly. This was an attempt to take the mutant metaphor uh, one step further. Because in the 90s, uh, racism didn't look the same as it did in the 60s and 70s when the X-Men first kind of came on the scene. Uh, there were a lot of black celebrities who were very revered. And this was an attempt to kind of explore that side of racism. It's like, what does racism look like when you are a minority in the spotlight? And so I think there's room to tell a lot of interesting stories. Um, one of the characters, a mutant named Bloke, he's part of the second team who, who dies, is gay. And, spoiler alert, a couple of the other members of the team wind up coming out of the closet as well. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that gets explored in the long run in this series. In, yeah, I don't know. I, I like it. I think it's interesting. I think a lot of the internality of these characters, like these characters are all kind of very unique and pretty well realized almost from the get-go. And that's hard to do because there's no other introduction to these characters. We get a really good idea of who the orphan is from the beginning. We get a really good sense of who uh, the anarchist is from the beginning. Um, and yeah, I, I like what we see to start with. Uh, I liked the coloring. I liked Mike Allred's art just fine. Um, didn't always like what it was depicting. Um, I, there was no one to root for. Um, all of the characters are obnoxious in some way or another. Um... Santa Anna was okay, um, and, and immediately dies, you know. I guess they all kind of immediately die, so that's, you know, maybe part of the point. Um, you Go Girl is one of the stupidest names of any, uh, superhero, um, next to some of the names the Runaways give themselves, uh, Arsenic and Old Lace being <laughs> high among the list. Um, I don't get Mr. Sensitive the orphan like i like his design is just gross um he's like a bug but he's a person um i get that he's like he's trying to do his best but like everyone else is obnoxious in some way um of course the coach is the bad guy it's a it's dumb that like here's our team leader and he's a coach um the whole like there's just no one was appealing to me um you know it was it was I don't know. It didn't feel like an X book. Um, I I didn't really enjoy it. It was it was more like, all right. At some point, there's going to be some team cohesion, and they're going to like you know, work well together because it's an X book, right? 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 And then I I didn't get that. Um, got some brutal murders, and Dupe shows up, and I've decided I don't like him. Uh, <laughs> like, that's the other I realized that's the other Peter Milligan, Milligan book that we read was um, All New Dupe uh, where it's like him telling you know stories that happened you know in between the lines you know um, kind of fourth wall breaking a little bit and I didn't really enjoy that either it was weird um, and you know he's the cameraman in this uh, Wolverine shows up really just because it's an X book and Wolverine like has to be in every crossover and every you know team and everything and really like it's you know I'm only doing doing this to boost sales yeah I I couldn't connect to it really that's I think that's interesting that you had a problem with the soap opera X books uh, not feeling like a TV show <laughs> <laughs> I but <l> listen. <laughs> I don't enjoy all the soap operaness of the X books. <laughs> I've come to accept Wait, that. Wait, did you say you don't enjoy the soap operaness of the X books? Not okay. Look, <laughs> are we about what to? What else gatekeep? is there? I'm allowed to be inconsistent. 
are, are we about to gatekeep? I'm excited. I <laughs> am. Having... I am. Like, I like Dark Phoenix in the broad strokes and in, like, certain little action moments or whatever. But the, like, dialogue and Cyclops moping around like a goober, I don't like that. I don't <laughs> like the style at the time where it was like. Meanwhile, as we turn our attention to Moor Island and something about Scotland and oh, Jean Grey is laying on the beach with her love, Cyclops, and they have a special psychic bond and I'm going to tell you every bit of my powers any time I speak. You know, Jean, I can't look upon you without my optic blasts cutting you in two! I don't like that. Um, the overall story is, you know, not bad. You know, the stuff with the big man with a big metal arm. That's cool. <laughs> that is cool. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not Wait, are you talking about? Wrong. Are you talking about Colossus, or are you talking about something else that I missed? Cable. Hey, Cable's great. <laughs> yeah, <it's... laughs> Yeah, the guy with a long-lost twin. Gasp, dun-dun-dun. <laughs> He's wired in my face. <laughs> Oh my anyway. gosh. I just realized. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Um, X Force is basically the telenovela of the uh, X Men universe because you got long lost twins and stuff like that. So this is just you know the natural conclusion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's kind of why I enjoyed it though, right? Because I think at least for me, it's always been the joke that X Men is a big soap opera with superpowers. So to see. An X book kind of embrace that, and being like, "Yeah, this is a sh- this is a book about X people being in a reality show, and they have like a guy whose whole job is isn't even to fight or to do anything useful. He's just there to film. Let's do like, yeah, he's a little creepy because they have to tell him to stop filming butt shots, but you know, he's a camera guy nonetheless. But yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I do agree with John that it's a little hard to find somebody to root for, right? And I think I've I've criticized other books for having that problem. I didn't feel like it was as big a problem in this one because I was kind of rooting for uh, Sensitive Man, the Orphan. I was I was rooting for that, uh, that ugly jerk. Um, but... I, I don't know, they, st- they started losing me a little bit with this whole, like, Russian roulette thing, and I was just like, oh, you just, you just gotta make everybody, like, he's not sad enough, but you just gotta make him <sighs> sadder. Like, I hated that that was kind of, like, a plot point, but it was also kind of neat. That felt a little Chekhov's gun-ish, act almost literally. <laughs> but, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, he tries to kill himself, I wonder how he's, how that's gonna play into the story later. And then it does. Guess what? It does. <laughs> Maybe not like how I expected it, but it it plays in there. But yeah, I don't know. I I enjoyed the book. I had a lot of fun with it. But then again, you know, we 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 were just talking about like wrestling and reality TV show, and you know, sometimes you just find one that like tickles your fancy, and like you're all for it. And I, surprisingly, I think this one was almost there for me. I think this was one of the the few X books I actually really enjoyed. Ugh, I hate when I'm in the minority and I really didn't like the book. <laughs> this is Mary Jane loves Spider-Man all over again. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, okay, but I'm not that strongly in love with this book, so let's not get that twisted. <laughs> Whatever, you want to carry its books home from school. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> I, I actually, oh, I actually talked about <laughs> taking this book home. I did think it was a little funny how when what's her name you go girl Ugh. teleports them out of uh, whatever south american country they're in <laughs> she teleports them to her actual old home yeah yep yeah that was neat i'm sure that plays in later but not today not today Zerg. i, <laughs> I think i want to go back and read um is it dan slots silver surfer that has mike allred's art yes yeah yeah, I kept going like, I like this, but I like it better somewhere else. What was that? Yeah. Was it the dupe book that we read where we also saw you go girl there? Where she was hanging out in like some weird afterlife hot tub? I think so. And I think it was uh, Tyke 
that she was with. Mm. I might be misremembering that. The anarchist. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, didn't you explain? You're like, oh, this is this is who this is, guys. And we were like, uh huh. Big, big <laughs> death hot tub. Yeah. So I was kind of expecting them to be dead by the end of this, and I was like, oh, weird. Got a life. Um, spoiler alert: I do believe they die by the end of the series. Ah, figures. Um, but I did not read uh, Ecstatics through to the end. X Force. Well, it, it actually gets rebooted. Okay. So there's another story arc after this, and then it gets rebooted as Ecstatics. Oh. And that's the title of the team from that point. Hey, that's totally who is in the hot tub, by the way. Ah. Sweet. Uh, I, I see you got... Suspicions confirmed. I see, I see you got a different result when you typed in death hot tub into Google search. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a shaky cam, low-budget horror movie that still made millions. <laughs> Death hot tub. <laughs> it's coming for a jacuzzi. You are putting the you in jacuzzi. Dang it! <laughs> the bubbles are the only thing rising this summer. So is the death count. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, okay, so... Do we have anything else to say about X-Force? We, it it kind of sounds like we might be done. Yeah, I um, yeah, I don't really I meh. I think I don't know. I yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm going to agree. I like Mr. Sensitive's powers. Okay, so I do I do have a problem with Mr. Sensitive's powers. How does feeling more let you know which tube to unplug from a child? <laughs> That's Yeah, like the the when they go to rescue uh Paco. not Elian Gonzalez. Yeah. Paco. He he has he's like plugged into all these wires, and if you pull out the wires in the wrong order, uh, he will die. Um, I thought it was explained. Didn't they explain that? They explain like they kind of explain his powers, but again, not in like a over-explaining yeah, no, way I, you usually get in an X book where it's like I don't, I'm yeah, nigh, I don't think they I'm nigh invulnerable think, when I'm blasting, you know. Yeah, they didn't fully explain it. And I think they mostly try to hush that away by making a joke about that he had to like get undressed because the suit was, um, what's the opposite of enabling his powers? The suit dampens his dampens, powers so yeah. that he can live a normal life, as normal as it can get. Yeah, life. Yeah. I get the impression like that one. Okay, so I'm on the page uh, where they actually do this. There are the two tubes. He feels one going through the tissue of his spine and the other one is just going into his blood. So, like, maybe that's how he figures it out. I guess you're right. They don't explain it as well. Yeah. As, as I thought they did. Which is fine. I'm just, I'm mostly joking about that, but... As much as I like this story, I will very explicitly say I do not like what they do with You Go Girl. No. Um, I don't like her outfit. I don't like the way that she's designed. I think Mike Allred would eventually learn how to draw boobs better. <laughs> but for now, it's weird and distracting, and I don't like it. And I just remembered, oh my gosh, every now and again, there are like pictures on the wall, and Allred just like puts actual photos yeah. there. Yes, I forgot to take a screenshot of one, but there's there's a moment where they're looking out into the sunset, and it's water. But it's just a photo of a, of a sunset over water. And it, I think the creepiest one to me is when he takes not Elian Gonzalez to St. Anna's uh, dad, who's like running an orphanage now. And there's a bunch of pictures of kids on the wall. And they're, they're real kids. Oh, that's weird, yeah. Like, who yeah. are those kids? Yeah, it's like, I really hope that like it, their parents know that they're just there. Also, really, kind of a weird, kind of a bittersweet moment for a character I didn't really care about because I spent maybe two whole issues knowing anything about that character, if that. But kind of the resolution to St. Anna's arc was actually kind of cute, where, like, she she's dying, she's asking uh, the orphan... Or, um, I forgot his actual name, right? Mr. Sensitive. Guy Smith, I think. Yeah, yeah Guy right. Smith. Oh, that's a well, super really, generic really, name. Yeah, wow. be- broke their backs right in that one. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so Guy Smith. So she tells him, you know, as she's dying to, like, go visit her 
her father, so give her give him her wedding ring or something like that, and then turns into dust. Like she doesn't just die, right? She has to die dramatically, so she turns into dust that he inhales, and then he goes to visit her, or sorry, he goes to visit her father. And, you know, when he hands off the kid, when he hands off Paco, and, but, like, sneezes at him, and <laughs> the rest of her dust comes out, and goes into her father, and, like, he, you know, gets to experience some sort of emotion, he gets to see her, like, in his head or something. It's kind of, like, this very weird, but kind of, like, nice moment. Doesn't, nothing about that is explained how, like, her powers would do anything for that, I guess, really, but... I, I liked it. It was it was kind of like the... It was weird. And I liked that it was weird. And I liked that it kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> so I'm glad you brought that up because I think that kind of highlights what I like. And I'm having trouble putting it into words. What I like about Ecstatics is kind of just the vibe of it. How it's just like unapologetically weird. Yeah. And sometimes the weirdness doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Right? Mike Allred is actually pretty good at this. This reminds me a lot of Mad Men, in, uh, in part because uh, I feel like some of these characters look like character designs from Mad Men, the comic, which is Mike Allred's kind of creator-owned project. I thought it was a Matthew Weiner show. Okay, never mind. Don Draper? <laughs> what, I'm the idiot? What? <laughs> no, I think, I think you broke Steven, or Steven <laughs> put me. <laughs> Little from column A, little from column B. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's singular, Mad Man. <laughs> no, Don need, Draper. Need to you? Don <laughs> Draper. Dick Whitman, if you like, okay. you know, look under the surface. I'm done Draper with this subject. <laughs> there were lots of them. I don't know why you're, why you're making it singular. There was a whole office floor full of them on Fifth Avenue. Anyway, I like the vibe of Ecstatics. It's not like a perfect comic. There's a lot of problems with it. Um, but I don't know. I just, I want more comics to be weird. Yeah. This. And this is just, it's so unapologetically weird. I love that. Yeah. I I do like that it is just out there, right? Like it does have its own vibe. It actually... <laughs> It actually kind of reminded me a little bit of the now HBO Max series, um, the oh, uh, not Doom Academy. What what are they called? Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Thank you. Yeah, it has like that same sort of unapologetic, just like hey, we're gonna be weird, we're gonna be out there type of type of thing, right? Where like one of the characters in that show is a literal street, is Danny the street. Danny the street. Yeah. yeah. So I really like that there's aspects of that here. I don't think it went nearly as weird. And from what you're, no. from what you're saying, it, it would get weirder later. But yeah. Peter Milligan's really good. He's not... No, no, no uh, Grant Morrison. Although, um, I should say, there is a um, story arc in Ecstatics where they get a new team member who... Uh, Buckingham Palace would not actually let them do because the new team member was literally going to be just Princess Diana. Okay, so two things I liked is one, I liked how they depicted Yugo Girl's teleportation. How they kept doing like those those like light blue circles around the thing that was going to teleport them. Um, that was kind of neat, but I think neater or more cool or weirder than that was a lot of the action scenes that they did like there was that one moment where they're in uh that south american country i don't remember what country they went to but it's like best bestrona was it anyways anyways but like like yeah the whole team is infighting and and the guy smith has to threaten the anarchist so like they have like that little panel where like you see him like kind of zipping from one side to the other and it kind of looks like you know she's just fading in like a lot of those uh those like quick movements i thought they were really well done especially for like mike allred who a lot of his art can feel pretty staticky or pretty posy at times i thought those were those kind of action 
moments really added some sort of I don't know uh, dynam- dynamism to the scene um, coloring was very good throughout though and um, yes, is it the same color now I gotta look up if it's the same colorist that did uh, the Silver Surfer book we read because it is Mike Allred and Laura Allred oh, oh yeah that's right, that's right that's right yeah well I think they make a great pair um, and uh, just wish that great pair of what well that was the problem you mentioned earlier with the anatomy uh, <laughs> and the gravity def- defying and uh, yeah didn't we have an episode called Gale Maze <laughs> for that very reason we did okay um, what was the context of that? I don't think we want to go back and figure it out. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it might have been what, that uh, Hulk title we read, the Hulk and Hercules one, Love and War, or something like that. No, no, the male, the Gale Maze was something else. Oh, okay. Actually, I'm pretty sure I can find it on, on the website. Uh, is it worth the effort, though? Should we just rank this? I mean, we could just rank this. Yeah, we could. Oh, it was. It I mean, was. Do the, we have anything else to it say? It was Ultimate Wolverine and Hulk. Right, right, right. Oh yeah, because because the Hulk's got all those like concubiny things. Yeah, yeah. That's a weird way to talk about women. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, currently on our list, we're creeping up there. Uh, we have 179 stories on our list. Um, where do we want to rank? Stay angry. It's okay. So before we um, do that, my very first thought, I just kind of want to throw this out there. Um, oh, wow. This story is a lot higher than I thought it would be. Number 27, or excuse me, number 31 on our list is Taskmaster. And that's the first story that I thought of when we read Stay Angry because it weirdly reminds me a lot. Like, I think those two stories are very similar. Yeah. Taskmaster. Like, each issue is in this completely bizarre, random scenario. Um, And so it was interesting, I guess, that Taskmaster came up during the discussion, because I think it's the most similar story. That said, Taskmaster, I think, is way better um, than Stay Angry. I don't think Stay Angry is in the, like, top 50, even. But that's the first thing that I think of. Yeah, I can see that connection. Yeah. But, But like John, I think I agree that, no, this, I mean, Taskmaster was much better. Yeah, Taskmaster was better. So where does this go then? It doesn't go up that high. Uh. <laughs> I'm I'm looking I'm for like a floor. This. I'm looking for like, you know, a flo- and I think like it's better than Project Galsimium, Galsimium, the Infinity comic we read at eighty five. Yeah. Um, ceiling I would think is somewhere. In the 60s or 70s. I agree. That's like exactly the neighborhood I'm looking in now. Um, Kang Dynasty, it's definitely not better than Kang Dynasty. Kang Dynasty is at 61. Uh, Kang Dynasty had an enormous sword spaceship. Um, ah, yes. It was pretty rad. I know I, I know that I've brought that up before and probably a couple times in the episode. Um, I, I keep telling people I'm going to be disappointed with I know I'm going to be disappointed with Quantumania. Because <laughs> it won't because have a Because Kang is... He's not going to come in on a giant sword spaceship and, you know, crashing on Earth and just telling Captain America to square up. <laughs> Maybe he'll surprise you. I doubt it. <laughs> I, I like that I like that actor, though. Jonathan Majors. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. I had, I don't, I'd never seen him in anything until that. Um, and then saw uh, The Heart of the Fall. Oh, he's um, in, he was pretty good in that. I think he's in Lovecraft Country, yes. which I've been meaning to watch for like a long time. Yes, he is. John, I think your ceiling on this story is a lot higher than mine. Yeah, I figured. I think my ceiling might be Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Ah, 79. Ooh. Yeah, like, I think my range, I think I've got like agree with you on the floor, but that's, for me, that's a very narrow window. So that would put it somewhere around like, 80 or 81. How did, is where uh, I'm thinking. The good old days She-Hulk, isn't that the uh, She-Hulk that we read where it's the trial of Captain America, or is that a different She-Hulk? Yep. How yep. is that so low? I don't know. 
Poof. I, we might have to revisit it at some point and yeah. see if yeah. we actually still agree with that placement. Or you can Can't listen we, to but... episode 36 of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I can't... I would put this below the New Hope manga. Ugh. Why is that? I mean, I don't hate that because I love that New Hope manga. Yeah, why is that? Why is that ugh? Because uh, I I have to concede defeat. Like, I have to, um, you know, this is the book that I liked more than you guys, but now I'm agreeing placement-wise. Yeah, that is where it goes because I would read the New Hope manga again probably before Stay Angry. (laughs) <laughs> Unless I was reading Stay Angry as part of the overall story of, you know, what Jason Aaron has Bruce Banner up to. So Yeah, but at that point, you're not yeah. reading Stay Angry. You're reading no. the Jason Aaron run on Incredible Hulk. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you have, to have, you have to have some ice cream with your cake. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's entirely possible that at some point we, uh, you know, rank... Um, the whole Jason Aaron everything together, right? You know, just his entire writing career. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm his whole writing it. career. The Jason Omnibus. <laughs> the Jason Aromnibus. There you go. No, yeah, yours was better. <laughs> uh, so yeah, any any more thoughts on on that placement? No, nah, that's fair. That's good. That fits. Let's put it between uh, New Hope manga and Secret Wars, 1985. Oh, above Secret? Oh. Uh, above manga? Oh, excuse me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh. Uh, Marvel Comics. I, I misremembered the list. Uh, I'm surprised you have the whole thing memorized. <laughs> what about the... Uh... Oh, gosh. I don't even know what to call this. Same. I have story. Really... Total drama. X farce. The real world. Ecstatics. Coach's last stand. Is this the first appearance of the anarchist? This is the first appearance of all of these characters. And last for some of them. And last for some of them, indeed. So, uh, so I guess like the art for some of, or not the art, like the subtitle for some of these. Issues are like exit wounds, which is that's the first issue. Yep, snicked, which is the Wolverine issue. What's one life? And then there were six. Mr. Let's just Sensei. call it. Let's just call it. You went, girl. <laughs> what about you, gone girl? Ah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. We can't just call it you, gone girl. Why not? <laughs> You're not my mom. You have a better suggestion? Uh, okay, so volume one, like the collection is actually called New Beginnings. The the trade paperback X Force one sixteen through one twenty is called New Beginnings. That's that's fine. That's we can. It's a generic title, so we're gonna have to remind ourselves what the heck it is every time. I will but... forget next week. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna call it X Force New Beginnings. Okay, mm-hmm. now where do we so... put it? Here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and open here. I think it goes kind of in the same area. I would put it a little bit higher. I think it's on par with things like honestly Rogan Gambit, where it's like I really liked it. I think it's fun. It's flawed, but like I put it in the the mid to high seventies or mid to low seventies. I would say. I would put it um, at ninety seven, replacing what the duck Howard the Duck. Hmm. Yeah, that book needs to be higher than it is. No. I had nothing Howard the Duck. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. I think that book is fine where it is, mostly because uh, Seth Green has ruined that book for me because when I read that book, all I hear is <laughs> Seth Green's voice. <laughs> Even more clearly now, ever since the What If episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I would put this... I think I think my yeah I think maybe below Rogan Gambit was it Killer Instinct was like that Domino book right yeah we've read so. a lot of these oh Blind Spot I liked Blind Spot Blind Spot was really good though and the good old days the good old days is much better than this as was Secret Wars are we just gonna put it right above Stay Angry <laughs> I just like uh, no I would actually say this is better than Secret Wars. <laughs> This is the old Secret Wars. Yeah, still, like, there there was a, like, 
There were good guys and bad guys. They weren't all garbage people that were puking on each other and boiling faces and cutting up bodies and attempted rape. It was just, Magneto is with the X-Men and we're going to fight. Because the Beyonder is watching. Yeah, but you we're in space. That? Yeah, but you remember that part where like Janet Van Dyne tried to seduce Magneto? That was weird, right? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. <laughs> you know what was worse? <laughs> A rapey coach. Yeah, he's the villain. He, he that doesn't died. mean it's okay. Yeah, he's the villain. And he didn't actually get to do it. He got stopped. I, I think he could still go to jail or get killed. Uh, anyways, I would put this above uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur and below the good old days. I'm I'm fine with that. I think John's right that the good old days is probably better. I think Moon so. Girl and Devil Dinosaur is better, but I concede defeat. I think they're of a piece, but that's because I really like Oh, Ecstatics is like a piece, all right. I like where X-Force kind of goes. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, whatever. It was good. It was fun. And John's wrong about things. Am I? I mean, yes. It's okay. I think, it's not a moral failing. I think, history, <laughs> I think history will side with me on this one, but I'm willing to wait. Well, history has its eyes on you. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, O'Reilly. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I heard those OOOs. Okay. So, for our next episode, interesting, interesting double feature that we've got planned. Uh, we're going to read the recent America Chavez story arc uh, miniseries, Made in the USA. It's from last year. Five issues. Uh, and we're going to follow that up with a story from the previous decade, Captain Britain and MI-13. So we're hopping across the pond. Uh, we're going to read issues 10 through 15. The story is called Vampire State. Every time I hear that title, though, I keep thinking of Vampire State University. What do you think the, the fight song for Vampire State University would be? Go, bite, win. <laughs> <laughs>